Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215Forever, on IG, and on my IG page is my podcast page that's Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app, all right? Whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Podcasts, every app possible that you got. We are on there. And if we ain't on there, we'll get there soon. All right. But download anchor.fm backslash know your role player. And you'll get notifications like when current episodes like the one you are hearing today are are available. All right. All right. Guys, welcome back to Wednesday. All right. Wednesday, December. First of all, I'd like to ensure ensure my sincerest <coughs> apologies. All right. Now, Monday, I, I, I'm responsible. I was supposed to have a podcast. Um, Monday, I was in the middle of recording and did not connect. Now, I did believe I fixed the issue, but I'm going to be transparent. I had to get a new phone. Now, that is happening, but I got to get the right phone because the right phone is the next. <laughs> in the meantime, I did get it to work. I did fix the problem. Uh, I believe this phone will have a little bit more life and juice in it, but I don't have much time on this phone. But I thank you all for working with me. This is a big game slate. I'm going to get this podcast done before 6, give you at least an hour. We got 13 games on, but as always, we got my guest French here. French, say what's up to the people. What is going on, everybody? Now, French, can you confirm for me? Because, listen, one thing about me and you, we don't need to lie for each other, that we were in the process of recording on Monday, man. Oh, listen, we absolutely were, y'all. We had something for y'all, and we're going to do it for y'all big today. But, yeah. you know, think, listen, things happen. Things happen. Know, phones, no excuses, man. though. Accountability is present. It is. Electronics, though, sometimes can get the best of you. Yeah, but thankfully, we do have a good day today. The weather is fine, and my Wi-Fi is looking good. Got all the bars up. All right, we got a lot to get to. We're going to jump right into it. So let me let me get a little intro before I set this up for you. So this is the official trade market <laughs> is getting close to opening, all right? Yes, and sir. What I mean by that is December 20th. Do you know what that date means? No, I do not. December 20th is the date where players that just signed the off-season extension are eligible to be traded. Whoo! Yeah, so it's coming. All right, trades are coming, moves are coming, and also as December we get closer to the end of the year, expectations start to realize for yes, better sir. or for worse. Whether your team was doing good and it looked like they could add one more piece and really compete for a championship, or whether your team had expectations and they're falling apart, and now they have a lot of assets that they can get, um, maybe they can make some moves for. So we got a ton of things to get to today. And the reason why I get to that is because I want to talk about the Indiana Pacers, all right? So, um, Rick Carlisle in a second, but I'll put him on the back burner for now. So, the Indiana Pacers have looked in the mirror, all right? They looked at the man in the mirror, and they said, yo, we're not happy with what we see. So, as an organization, they have let some of their best players officially and unofficially become available, all right? They're not just saying, hey, please take me, <laughs> but for the right price, you can get the guy you want. Now, listen, Indiana the best assets in the league. These yes, guys can really help the right team. Hold Don't on, hold on. They yourself. have the best assets in the league. Top to bottom. I'm saying they have they, think about I it. Think they have the, the best most available assets yes, in the league. Yes, yes, yes. There are other guys that are clearly, but those guys aren't available. There's are some players on change teams. All right, and that's what we're gonna get into right now. So let's talk about who's available. I always say his name wrong. Sabonis, did I say that correctly? Yes, Demontis Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis, um Karis Lavert. Miles Turner, 
Now, they didn't say Brogdon's on there, but I believe for the right price, you can have Brogdon too. All right. Now, I think the only guy that they're not going to trade is Chris Dorote. I think they're going to keep him. Everybody <laughs> else can go. All right. But out of all these guys, let's have a little fake trade scenario fun. Which of these guys would you like most in another destination? Well, okay. That's a good question, right? Because I didn't think you were going to ask that particular question first. So, for selfish reasons, I would love to see Miles Turner in another situation mm. just because I do think he's way more talented than is showcased on that Pacers team, and he can do more than they need him to do. Okay. They kind of have him playing that weird, like some nights he plays the four, some nights he plays the five. I'd like to see him on a team, <coughs> Dallas Mavericks, mm. that need a big man. A real, like, y'all want to play Porzingis at the four, and I ain't going to hate on Porzingis so far this season, and y'all want to play Luca at the one, whatever. I don't, okay, that's great. You need a five. The Powell stuff, the Willie Colley-Stein's in and out, like, Turner being available, I'd like to see Miles get out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, so the follow-up of the respond to that exact point. Now, one thing we got to be consistent about Miles uh, Turner, he's volatile, all right? Absolutely. What I mean by that is he'll have 20 points, 11 rebounds, and five made threes, and five points in X. Now, maybe some of that is a due because him and Sabonis aren't a great fit. But it also comes down to him just being inconsistent, all right? That's 100% facts. So environments are supposed to change a player, all right? Miles Turner, and I'm agreeing with you, is the guy that I believe that can change a player. But I am not with everybody else, and I'm going to slide that Dallas point to the side for one second, and thinking that, Oh, Miles Turner to the Warriors. They're going to win a championship. Oh, yeah, nah, chill. I don't think it makes sense to trade, um, what's my man, James Wiseman for Miles Turner. Because James Wiseman can turn into Miles Turner or better. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the worst yep. thing that the Warriors did for two seconds was they gave uh, Wiseman too much too soon, all right? They put too much on his plate. They started him right out to go, and it just didn't work, all right? So now they're trying to super simplify, all right? He's still not even ready and cleared to play for five on five contact. So we got a ways to go. But just want to leave it there. Let's get back to the point and stay focused. Let's go with number two. Where would you like to see Karis Levert? All right. So this one's a bit tricky, right? Because you have to ask yourself, well, which Karis Levert would a team want? Do you want the sixth man that the Nets utilized, who was an absolute assassin prior to getting traded for those two seasons? Or do you want the starter at the two guard that Indiana tried to use? I think a team's going to go for the six man role. Right. I got two teams in mind. Okay. First team, the Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh, I like that. Now, some people are going to be like, Hmm, you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody's thinking about that. We don't know when we're getting Kawhi. Right. Or if we get Kawhi. Right. I don't want to keep cautioning people. Clay Thompson, same injury. When he rehabbed, something else got hurt. So we can't just say, oh, Kawhi will be back, you know, in time for a playoff push. We don't know that. Right. What we do know is that team could make the playoffs without Kawhi with a little bit of more offensive help. Yep. And a Clippers are a team that maybe have some assets that they could send back in return. The other team is an Eastern Conference team, and this one might be a little bit more of a reach. But what about – the Toronto Raptors. Mm. Good young starting five. He fits that age group. He fits that mentality, right? 
Mm-hmm. You can play him off the bench instead. Of, you can play him with Malachi Flynn, but all of a sudden, you don't have to play Fred Van Fleet 37, 40 minutes a night. You don't have to play Gary Trent Jr. My bad. You were saying what your last point? Yeah. So what I was saying is that, you know, the other team, Raptors, because Karis LeVert fits into that young core. And what he would allow is for you to not force uh, Fred Van Fleet to play almost 40 minutes a game. Gary Trent Jr. to play almost 35 minutes a game. You allow guys to play within themselves because he could easily come off the bench and be that sixth man. And they could be very competitive in the next few years if they were to do that. I agree with you. Now, the last guy on that list that we didn't forget about is Mr. Um, a couple teams, uh, Lakers, and But um, Brogdon, who, who would you like to go? I think the last team, I think Boston. Mm, I like that. I think it makes sense for both sides. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I just think it makes sense for both sides, right? I think Brogdon could easily come in, gives you a legitimate starting point guard, one that's not going to let Jason Tatum jack up, or you don't, you won't rely on Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to have to jack up thirty shots a night, right? He'll help you run an actual offense. Um, but there's, it, it, it's problematic. I don't know if those teams are going to want to make an interconference trade like that, right? Because Boston would one hundred percent be getting the better end of that deal because they wouldn't be giving up Tatum or Brown. Maybe they're giving up, what, a Dennis Schroeder? Okay. Yeah, they would have to give up more than Schroeder. Your $6 million deal. That's what, it, see, Boston becomes problematic. because what I'm saying. We know they need – ideally, Boston needs another guard, a point guard. Yep. They need problem another point is, guard that can pass and help create for others. Yes. The problem with that is, though, for them anyway, especially if it's going to be a starter, their best assets – are wing and big men. And it's like, you know, the Pacers don't need Time Lord. And you're not getting Tatum or Brown for Brogdon. Right. That's just not going to happen. No, I'm going to agree with you. But but the thing is, more names will pop up. Also, and this will be our last point as far as the trade before we get into some of today's stuff, is Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal has publicly said that he will not currently signed an extension with the Washington Wizards. This is interesting because Bradley Beal, for a long time, teams didn't all the way fall back, but they was like, you know what? You got that, dog. All right, And now they're coming around like, wait a minute, brother. You know what I'm saying? So, Bradley Beal, is he available or no? I think he's available. I do, too. Okay. I think the right deal must involve an all-star for starters. And I think the right deal is also going to have to involve either a first-round protected lottery pick mm-hmm. or a young asset that's – we've seen play legitimate NBA minutes, right? Like you, And this isn't like a diss, but like they wouldn't do anything. If, if you said, oh, we'll give you Bull Bull and Jamal Murray, no. Like I like the Jamal Murray part, but like we haven't seen Bull Bull. But if you're telling me for Bradley Beal – I can get Tyrese Halliburton and 
you know, and player or players or picks, I might do that. Because we've seen Tyrese Halliburton produce in the NBA. No, I, I 100% agree. Uh, that last team was interesting because it will be sellers. Um, I don't think this thing is turning around. Uh, we did blame a lot of stuff on Luke Walton, but again, we got to start to shift some of that. The Aaron Fox has not had a great start to the season. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, even though he started well, is very inconsistent this season. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Barnes started off phenomenal. He's had an injury. He's been dealing with this team had expectations, and they're falling by the wayside. As our guest, what you want to do, we'll have a couple of picks. Do you want to go jump into tonight's picks and do a deep dive? Or before that, do you want to do a couple, a quick questionnaire? Quick questionnaire first. All right, all right, real quick. So Jeannie Buss has spoken. She said, we will not make any moves until we fully evaluate a healthy roster. Yes, you agree with this, or no, you disagree? I mean, <laughs> I disagree if if it's based on, like, oh, I don't think we need help, right? But I agree yeah. with it if it's just being realistic of we can't move any of these people. The only tra- – listen, we're not going to trade LeBron, right? They're not going to trade Anthony Davis. Nobody wants Russell Westbrook. So I don't understand. Like, what else? I, you know what I mean? Like, if she's saying it like that, like, yeah, what? We don't have any pieces outside of those three to, that we could really do anything with. Right. No, I 100% agree with you now. So, I wouldn't agree if it was Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn aren't, but you need to see what a healthy roster does. All right? I still think these pieces don't really match. They beat the Celtics yesterday. Everybody celebrate. Nah. Nah. Nope. Nope. Oh, and Ernest Cancer. You definitely had moments today. <laughs> To say something to LeBron. He gave him a couple of stares. My man was looking at the floor. All right? Keep the same energy. And most importantly, mind your defense. So, <laughs> yo, that dude, man. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't even, I don't even want to get into it. Uh, next topic. And you're going to love this one. This is going to make your heart uh, joyous. Luka Doncic admits conditioning issues. Yep. Quote, got to do better. Man, the humility. Uh, Dallas Maverick star Luka Doncic admits to having weight conditioning issues. All right. Uh, let me get his um, quote. Conditioning's got to be better. Luka Doncic's weight and conditioning were a frequent subject on a TNT broadcast. And Reggie Miller, Hall of Fame shooting guard, says that he was plodding up and down the court and has got to trim down. People are going to talk about it, yes or no. Um, Doncic, who had 28.6 rebounds and nine assists. I know I've got to do better. Sources told uh, Doncic, sources told ESPN that Doncic reported to training camp more than 260 pounds for the second consecutive year. He is listed at 230. I had a long summer, Doncic said, who joined the Slovenian national team training camp Dallas, after Dallas was eliminated from the playoffs. Um, I had the Olympics, took three weeks off, had a little bit to relax, maybe too much. I've just got to get back on track. Uh, Doncic's efforts to improve his conditioning have recently been interrupted by a sprained left knee and ankles and injuries suffered simultaneously that caused him to miss three games. Merricks are currently in a two and eight stretch. He sat out Memphis games and it does going to play today. All right. So if y'all haven't noticed, we've talked a ton and, you know, I'm, I, I appreciate him being honest. And now I, he didn't do nothing this whole summer. He didn't uh, any um, team for his country and he played well. 
but you can't be you can't be two sixty, man. You can't be two sixty as a point guard. You, Joel Embiid can be two sixty, which he's well over. But Joel Embiid three. All right, we have to do proportion and mass. Luka Doncic is a six nine. All right, I'm not asking him to be one eighty five. He is a big dude. He cannot be two sixty, dog. He had to run up and down the court. Now listen, I don't know what his current weight is, but I know he's not in shape. And I've been known he's not in shape. French has been known he's not in shape. But now he knows, dog. And you can't just keep getting in season. Him and Harden, who have a lot in common, have one thing in common, are kind of using the season to get They're just starting to play better. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so listen. I know people always say, yo, French, you're real harsh on Luca. I get it on Twitter all the time. You're just a hater. Listen. I've never once said Luka Doncic isn't a skilled basketball player. He's on pace to be a great all-time NBA player. He is. He's also on pace to eat himself out the league. (laughs) I say the same thing about Zion Williamson. Listen, these aren't old dudes. These kids are – I'm 32 years old. These are kids. They're 23, 22 years old. You have listen. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You have to work out. This is see, and I'm gonna compare this to your to the guy we don't like to talk about, Ben Simmons, right? Go ahead. If you look at those two, they are polar opposites. Luka yep. Doncic, you could look every year that he's played basketball in his life. That is a dude that shoots in the driveway, goes to the gym when the lights are off. That man is playing 2K picking up moves. Like if it's about basketball, he's about it. He'll go to the park. You know what I'm saying? Like, Luca is all ball and progressing in his skill. Ben, on the other hand, wasn't doing that. But what Ben was doing, Ben was working out. Ben was in the gym. Ben was running sprints and doing push-ups and staying in shape. You didn't see no jiggle in his chest when he was running down the court. No, not at all. Luca has to get in shape. And this isn't – see, and here's the thing, and you hit on this too. I don't know what his weight is right now, but I know he's not in shape. And I know this is the NBA. You Listen, he's never been in shape since he's been in the league. So he can't just get in shape by the end of the season. That ain't going to happen. This is a lifestyle change he has to make. This is eating right. This is working out. And exercising has to be a You can't just wake up, walk around your nice apartment, you know, right. go, go play, go hoop for practice. Then come home, maybe do some appearances, do some interviews, play some video games, eat some lunch, go hoop again. Dog, when he, like, do y'all not see the work LeBron puts in? That's why I never question LeBron's effort. Yes, I'm the biggest LeBron hater, but I don't question that man's effort because he's like Kobe and Jordan when it comes to getting in the gym and working out. The year they won the chip, LeBron went on vacation for two weeks. He was back in the gym. Yeah, dedication, commitment, <laughs> you know, discipline. They got into Luca's uh, thing because, like I said, skill. Though, like I said, he's not in shape, and he can still put up twenty-eight, nine, and six. Yeah. So what can he do in shape? What can he do at peak shape? Easily, probably average a triple double and have him as a fifty-win team. And the way his team is built, they're not going nowhere without him because they don't have other stars built uh, around. And him. and just to say, the way that team is built, Jay, this talk, this is what happens when you don't have veterans. Because if you look at that team, and this is not knocking the players on the Dallas Mavericks, they don't have any dudes that look like workout warriors on that roster. Dorian Finney-Smith might be the most jack guy on that team, and he's physically okay, like, for his size. 
He he got to do better. But, dude, come on, man. You are a superstar. You are a star in this league. You're a franchise player, dude. Getting in shape. You're about to get a $200 million deal. <laughs> get in shape. Seriously. Um, Do you want to see this? Or do you want to talk about the five trades that ESPN offered for Damian Lillard? Do you want to go into the uh, picks for the night? I actually, yeah, I, I don't want to do that because all I want to say on Damian Lillard, he's trying to become the highest paid player in NBA history. <laughs> he can only do that on the Portland Trailblazers. Or on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, he ain't going to OKC. The trades mean nothing to me. Because the brother said, I'm trying to be the highest paid player in NBA history. It's done. He'll be a And let me, let me preface that by saying there is zero things wrong with that. No, nothing wrong. Your All journey as a player, CJ's you can ducks. go for whatever you want. Whether it's championships, money. I ain't got no problem with that, man. Oh, listen. Just say like, all we ever said from Dame about even in the summer. Just say say what it. Your camp said what it was. You want to be the highest paid player. Cool. Now, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you got to move on from CJ, Norman Powell, Nurkic, Covington. Picked out of those four, two of them got to go, and rebuild your team. I agree. All right. Um, do you have the total tally for our picks? Um, I do. All right. Go ahead. Give it to the people. All right. So. I closed the gap by two games. Okay. Josh is sitting at 20 and 13. Mm. I am now sitting at 15 and 18. Okay. So it's getting so, close. I went three and three last week, y'all. I'm getting right. better. Now, we have a fifth, excuse me, 13 game slate tonight. So either I'm going to get a lead or he's going to make a full cut. All right. Something going to happen. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of good matchups tonight, too. A lot of pickup games, a ton of injury news coming, so you got to stay updated with everything. Uh, it's currently 5.07, so we can give you what we have here. We're going to jump into the picks. First pick, Sixers at Hornets. The Sixers <laughs> barely beat a Hornets team. They didn't have anybody, and Joel Embiid had to save the Sixers again from being average. Um, you know, 43-17 and 17 with a bunch of blocks, phenomenal defense. I love it, but, yo, dude, he shouldn't have to do that to beat this team. Uh, Doc Rivers got on them. The Sixers are a good road team. They have to win by six tonight. I believe the Sixers will win by six, and I believe they're going to do what they're supposed to do versus this Hornets team. But I said before, this Hornets team, you can't play around with them, all right? Them, the Houston Rockets, uh, the Grizzlies, teams that just got too much talent for you to lollygag, you actually have to beat them, all right? Because if you play around with them, they'll wind up beating you. I'm going to take the Sixers to win by six tonight. Game is over by halftime, Philly. Same thing with the Lakers when they played the Kings. Terrible first game. Second game, they said, okay, we've we got to just do away with them. This game will be over by halftime. All right. Next game, Bulls at the Cavs. And they're favored at home by three. The Bulls are currently 17-8. and eight. The Cavs are 13-12, and 12, but don't let the records fool you. The Cavaliers have one of the best defense in the league. The Bulls do have um, – DeRozan is out, correct? Correct. Yeah, and the health and safety protocols. COVID is ramping up in sports, y'all. Just pay attention to that. Um, this is a tough game. All right, Cleveland by three, but I like how the Bulls have been playing even without the Rosen. I'm gonna take the Bulls to come within three and actually win. This. So yeah, this was a tough one for me, right? Because part of me says the Cavs have so much size that I thought, you know, but Evan Mobley is still a rookie. Kevin Love is still Kevin Love. 
I'm rocking with the Bulls too. Like DeRozan not playing is a big deal. No Caruso, but you still have Levine. Lonzo's going to pick it up. Good matchup against Garland. And Fusevich should also pick it up tonight. All right, next game: Pistons and Wizards. Wizards by five. The Wizards have not been playing well recently. They came back down to earth. Um, I told you all, I didn't even get to see on Monday, but I believe the Wizards might be froze. All right, I think they kind of been early stunting, and we kind of felt the early success. They built like that, and Bradley Beal has to be better now. The law of averages will, and that means at some point, is healthy. We'll get thing. We'll get Washington has to win by five versus the Pistons. Cade has also been playing well, as y'all know. Before I stood by and I stand by my rookie of the year pick, Cade Cunningham. All right, he's been averaging over 20 points. Well over 20 points in his last three games. Uh, Three-point shot is getting there. He looks comfortable, all right? And when I watched him in college, he did the same thing. He looked unaggressive. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. And week he got better until he looked like the dominant player he can and will be. With all that being said, I'm taking the Washington ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no. I'm taking – listen, I'm taking the Pistons, and here's why. Ooh. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Pistons. It has everything to do with Washington starting – three guards, and then a Kyle Kuz. Listen, you can't play KCP 30 minutes a night, right? <laughs> I, I said this when he was on Detroit. I said this when the Lakers got him. I, he was my least favorite Laker probably of all time. I mean, he is trash for an NBA player. Not a basketball player, but for an NBA player, he's bottom of the barrel garbage offensively. And he's Jeez. killing this team. And he No, but he is because they play him the 31 minutes. They don't play Corey Kispert enough minutes who's actually no, starting to find his game. Like, he started off slow like a lot of rookies do. He's finding his game. He's still barely getting – he's not even getting 20 a night. Okay. We're still doing this Daniel Gafford stuff, and I like <laughs> Daniel Gafford. He's not an NBA starter. Mm. Start Montrez Harrell because he's eating for that team when he's in. Right. And then here we go again with this randomness of Davis Bertans three minutes last game. <laughs> Like, I just – I don't understand. The team is poorly coached. The team is poorly constructed. Uh, no. Detroit, let's go. Stand up. I don't know if they're poorly coached because they do have a winning record. Oh, and, and Jeremy. Tonight, 30 points. Eating tonight. Okay. Kyle Kuzma cannot guard him. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll hold you to that. Next game, Pacers at Knicks. <laughs> These teams are the same team that play in different cities, all right? They're inconsistent <laughs> with talent. The Pacers are 10 and 16, but they can beat plenty of good teams. The Knicks are 12 and 12, and they can lose to the worst team or beat the best. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. But for randomness, I'll just take the Knicks to come within five and the Knicks to win this game. Yeah, I was going to – listen, I don't think the Knicks will win, but I think they'll come within five because I think Indiana is just the most unreliable team in the NBA. And they could be up 14 one quarter, down 14 the next. So, yeah, Knicks within five because I just think the lines are ridiculous. All right, next, let's keep this moving. Bucks at the Heat. The Heat are home. Milwaukee's road favorites. They're favored by six. Giannis is expected to play. There's no way they can beat this team without uh, with Giannis. All right, they got a healthy team without Brooke Lopez. They got to win. No problem. Milwaukee by six. I'm going to take Miami to come within six here. Ooh, I like it. I think they're going to shoot lights out. Um, I think Milwaukee's defense isn't where it needs to be just yet. This season, and that's a lot about injuries. So, yeah, I'll take the heat to come within six. All right, next game. 
matchup. All right. The Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are favored by seven and a half. OKC is not good at scoring. The Raptors are good at defending, and they're playing at home. I love the Raptors to win by seven and a half tonight and to win this game straight up. Go ahead, man. SGA is playing. I don't know what that means. SGA of Toronto. <laughs> I'm taking OKC. Drake going to be in the building. He's going to be <laughs> repping SGA more than he'll be repping the Raptors tonight. I'm telling y'all right now, SGA is going off in his home city. Hasn't played there in three years. Wow. Appreciate the stat. Uh, are you taking the Raptors to win or just to cover the spread? I'm thunder to win or to cover the spread? No, because they're going to lose. Cover the spread, though. All right. I got you. Upset pick of the night, James Harden <laughs> in his first first <laughs> game. No Kevin Durant? No Marcus Aldridge? <laughs> Yeah. Harden thinking he can do it all? Man, Doggy, I am taking the hottest team in the NBA. I'm Houston Rockets at the Pumbleton three and a half at home. I'm taking Houston for Pumbleton three and a half and to win the game. Okay? I forgot what he did that shit. He came in 20 pounds off the stage. He put in the fit. Oh, he's trying to make it up and go to some other Houston. But they did not forget, right? Now, Steve Jackson, he's for it, right? I know he's good. I watched the NBA. I was there. Also, in the right? I also know that he's doing that so Harden can just go off and do whatever he wants. Harden triple-double tonight? Yes, book it, all right? Harden double-double tonight? Yes, book it. What's the next win? No way. I'm taking Houston to win the game. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign everything you said, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I, Christian I'm Wood's going to drop one. 30 tonight. Yeah, listen. Way. Again, Houston, <laughs> not a good team. You can't just sit all your starters and think you're going to beat this team at home. They have confidence. Won five in a row. Yeah, and I wish, oh, I wish John Wall was playing so bad. Man. He might probably swing it hard or something, man. <laughs> All right, next game, Mavericks at Grizzlies. Now, Luka Doncic is questionable. Is there any update on Luka? There is no update yet. Uh, with or without update, I still like Memphis. Memphis has been playing better. are now 14-10. and 10. They're home by two and a half. I like Memphis two and a half to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think it matters if Luka Doncic plays. He's fat. <laughs> I'm taking Memphis. Okay, we're going to keep going. Utah's the one by six and a half versus the Timberwolves. No D'Angelo Russell, I believe. Carl Anthony Towns will play. Um, I like the Timberwolves to come within six and a half. Uh, Jazz have been kind of, they have a good record. They've been kind of, <laughs> yeah. Last year they were dominating. They're not dominating. They're still winning most of the games, but they're not dominating. This is a good matchup. I got an Anthony Edwards great game coming tonight. I'm going to take the Timberwolves to come within uh, six and a half, seven points, basically. Listen, I wish I could take that trip with you, but the Timberwolves tried to sell me on themselves earlier this season. I'm taking Utah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm taking it. Utah. Next, the Denver Nuggets play the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are home dogs. That means they are underdogs. They have to come within two and a half. The Denver Nuggets are favorite door. Now, we haven't noticed another team that's been playing better than the New Orleans Pelicans and Brandon Ingram. This is a pretty mm. good matchup for him. I watch Denver. I don't think they're good. I don't know why they're favorite to win on the road. 
I'm taking the Pelicans, who match up very well versus Denver, win the game. Yeah, so I don't know. There's not going to be a lot of separation to this week in picks because I'm also with the Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas will make Nikolai Jokic have to play defense. Yes, sir. Listen, Jokic going to do what he do regardless on anybody that's guarding him. Embiid down the line to go bear to anybody. He's going to get his. But when you make Jokic play defense, we'll see. I like the Pelicans. All right, Trailblazers, Warriors. Warriors got one by 14. No Damian Lillard. No C.J. McCollum. It was a collapsed lung. Prayers up to C.J. McCollum. It has pneumonia, too, which is wild. Um, Golden State's the one by 14. Now, this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to blow them out early. You know, Stars are going to barely play the fourth quarter. They're going to be up well over by 20 points. And then it's going to get tricky. All right, and then they're going to start making that fake comeback. I'm going to take, excuse me, I'm going to take the Warriors to win by 14. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I would take the Warriors to win by 40. I, no, like, it's going to get real bad. Oh, it's also, Steph Curry has, what, 23 to go break the record? Yeah. I think he's going to break it in Philly. I mean, he he could break it tonight. No, he's not hitting 23 no, tonight. I, I mean, but he could. Be, and I say that, like, not even jokingly. <laughs> like, okay, you have Simons. And then you're going to have somebody we've never heard of. You're going to have Norm Powell. I mean, I don't know what Covington is going to do tonight. I know it ain't going to be score the basketball. Come on, man. This game is going to be over. If they had the shooters on the bench, I would say sure. But even their bench players are a bunch of I don't knows and probably shouldn't be in the NBAs. All right. Next, we have the Orlando Magic oh, yeah. versus the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento is home, and they have to win by seven. I don't know why they're favored to win by seven versus any team in the NBA. <laughs> I am taking the Orlando Magic to come within seven and to possibly win this game. This is my upset pick of the Knights. Orlando <laughs> is going to catch the W. Listen, uh, I don't believe anything that they got in Sacramento. <laughs> I didn't believe the owner a few years ago when he said – he might only play four guys on defense and just leave a guy at the basket. Listen, they could play six guys on defense. They, they're they getting smoked on a nightly basis. No. Yep. Uh-uh. Sorry. Let, and this will probably be probably, well, I think the best game of the night, well, we'll do the best game at the end. Uh, so Clippers, the Clippers are favorite. They're at home. It's tough, man. The Celtics lost to the Lakers last night. It's a back-to-back, but they're in L.A. So they have to do any traveling. They're at the same stadium, so they're fine. I'm going to take the Celtics in four and a half. I'm going to take the Celtics to win the game and cover the four and a half, all right? I mean, their, their guards can't play any worse than they did last night, right? They combined for 16 points. Yep. Um, it's terrible. But – with that being said, I'm going to take the Clippers, man. I mm. just – because, listen, at the end of the day, when the Celtics don't have Jalen Brown, it's just not a good team. Because at some point, you're going to have to play the Naismiths and the Pritchards, and they might help you one game. I just don't think that game's going to be tonight. Terrence Mann should cook. Luke Kennard probably will drop 13. I mean, I think it'll be pretty pedestrian, but I think the Clippers won. Yeah. All right. So last thing before we get out of here, and I want to wrap this up very soon. Give me your two best games of the night from a fan perspective to watch. 
Oh, okay. That's easy for me. If you want to watch the two best games, Bulls Cavaliers, I think would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be tuned into the Thunder Raptor because, like I said, SGA shout out building in Toronto, first time in three years. He's getting busy. So I'm gonna disagree completely with both of them picks. Uh, best games to watch to me is a fan perspective. We're gonna have some scoring. We're gonna have some fun and play. It's got to be Nets and Rockets, all right? Harden's <laughs> easily getting that triple-double. He's easily going to get 35 or 40. They're not winning this game, dog. And there might be a couple of respectable elbows in the building, all right? <laughs> all right respect my space, dog. All right, that's the number one game. And number two, I can't believe I'm saying this. Don't uh, do it. Three. Number two would be Celtics Clippers. Okay. All right, number two would be Magic Kings. I okay. know this game is two bad teams. None of them are playing defense, and it's going to be bombs away from the three-point line. Absolutely. But number three, and this is going to be a shocker, it is the Warriors and Trailblazers because I'm telling you, <laughs> he's going to try to get that 23-pointer. All right? <laughs> now, he's going to try to go for it. Now, Steve Kerr will pull him when this thing gets ugly. I don't know. For he's going to get at least 10 tonight, I think, because he's breaking that record in Philadelphia. If he gets 10 at halftime, he's staying in the whole game. And if he gets 10... I, I'm going to have to go to Philadelphia and I'm going to have to go to this game. All right. These tickets are ridiculous. But I'm trying to figure out how to do this. If he gets 10 threes and he only has to hit 10 in Philadelphia, I am guaranteeing you <laughs> with his other team, he is hitting 10 in Philadelphia. Now, I want to remind you, y'all might think 10 threes is good. All right. But teams expect him to make about five and a half threes per game. So 10 threes isn't crazy. And again, he's shooting a lot. And he's on a hot streak. Yes, sir. He's breaking his record this <laughs> week, dog. All right? Don't think he didn't. Listen, let me tell you something about players, all right? When I tell you players know, players know. They have statisticians on team. They have yep. assistant coaches. They got people that just got to know the stats. He knows. And put right? some respect on Steph's name, too. Seriously, man. Y'all well, always want to name top five. about to go to another MVP. And they're probably expected to be the favorite to win the championship. Yeah, right? and if they do win a chip, he better start getting in that GOAT conversation, too. I'm just throwing that out there. Because <laughs> the stats... Four championships is different. Yeah. That's, that's that's cloth talk, though. A couple MVPs. Come on, now. And a finals MVP? Yeah. That's cloth talk. Because uh, yeah. all y'all... Oh, he doesn't have a finals MVP. I know what the trolls say. I don't think that matters because there are plenty of other great players that have a finals MVP. You don't not call them great. But Steph's on a mission. The Warriors are on a mission. And we'll see it happens. Uh, any last thoughts before I wrap this up? Only last thought is, guys, we're probably less than a month away to the return of the greatest Instagram basketball player that ever lived, Clay Thompson. Come on, Clay. A few more <laughs> weeks of practice and you'll be back. And I know you'll have a lot of stuff for us to talk about. Uh, well, Clay's coming back. I wish he came back in Philly because then I would, I, I would go into my savings and go to the game. Um, but that's not going to happen uh, for two reasons. Um, but we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to be back. Definitely going to do a Friday pie. I don't want to do a Friday pie. But we're, we're going to do a Friday pie, if nothing else, to go over a couple of these fun games. We'll just do a review of the last two nights. Thursday is slate. Eh, I don't even want to go about that. But Wednesday will be fun. Friday, we have more news. As always with the NBA, after 24 hours, you will we'll have it. I don't have any Ben Simmons update. Same thing, all right? Uh, actually, no, I do get a Ben Simmons update on Friday, so we'll give you that. But we're going to wrap it up here. I thank my guest, French, for joining us today. We'll be back Friday, as always. Happy Wednesday. We're grinding through the week. It's hump day. I will see y'all Friday. Y'all be safe and keep grinding. Peace out. Peace.